0: welcome back to make do i'm julia scott
1: and i'm tiff arment you should say and i'm jamie
0: nah, well, Hi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Start and episode. we
0: have studio mate jamie back with us again uh which is awesome i want to do some quick uh follow housekeeping housekeepingy type thing uh tiff you were on an episode of the podcast drawing inspirations
1: I sure was. It was pretty great. I had such a wonderful talk with Mr. Mike Henley and it was fantastic. Yeah. I. So you like it when other people ask you questions. I see how it is. Ah, uh, I do. I mean, <laughs> I just like being asked questions because I'm, I don't know, centric like that. What is that? What's that called? Conceited? <laughs> Big headed? <laughs> I don't know. I just like when people ask me questions. Um, and he asked a lot of really good questions. We had a very good conversation. And we steer cleared of all the uh, costume talk because you already covered <laughs> that thoroughly. And so anyone who wants to go listen, um, Mike Henley has a show called Drawing Inspiration. And he talks about his journey in art and creating and kind of getting back to drawing after years. And then, so he talks about finding the inspiration. His Inktober episode was really good. Um, His episode with me was really good, gotta say. (laughs) Uh, And he's also had a whole bunch of other um, guests on who are way more famous than me. And you probably know their names just by the show title. So you should go check out his podcast if you like our podcast, because I think they are kind of sisters in this whole world of creative inspiration. So you should go check it out drawing inspiration.
0: And you can definitely also follow him on Instagram. Actually, come to think of it, I got to guest host the podcast Art Supply Posse. You sure did. (laughs) And talk to Noah Scalin, who's this amazing artist who does, uh, I mean, A, amazing art, but also he works a lot, not just with like socially aware, socially conscious art, but also in a lot of projects like that. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely recommend listening to that i'll link it again also listen to art supply posse uh you will have the urge to buy tons of stickers <laughs> and cut them up and make weird mosaics after you listen
1: i just love encouraging everyone who has creative podcast because i mean there's room in everyone's ears for everybody right so yeah. if you if you like our show you'll like their shows and you should go check them out we'll link in the show notes
0: mm-hmm. tsunami sue on twitter uh sent us a tip about an app called story cubes uh, and it's sort of like Rolling dice with like images, like noun images on them, and they're. Yeah, sort I think of like...
1: you can actually buy dice with noun images. I think I bought that once for a Christmas gift for somebody.
0: But if if you don't want to either buy dice or carry them around with you, you just get these sort of random combos of prompts. Uh, if you want to keep uh, doing that, or you can't think of anything to draw, or if you want to make someone really confused for their We Draw Wednesdays, <laughs> um, and I think I think uh, you could get you could choose up to nine cubes to roll uh, click whatever so I thought that I thought that was fun
1: that is pretty cool I like that definitely use it for we draw Wednesdays (laughs) plug 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 absolutely
0: (laughs) we also got an email from Deborah who sent a picture of this amazing quilt that she made Uh, and she she also shared that she had found a quilting shop where she lives where she could use their big fancy expensive quilting machine to finish a quilt or technically she she did the actual quilting because that's not technically all the cool piecing, but the assembling and the thing where you sort of make surface textures to put the front and back together so they don't separate and the binding and all that. Uh, And I thought that was a good point in general. Like it's a good tip for a lot of crafts to find, you know, a store, maybe a makerspace or a tool or machine library, depending on what you have nearby, because they can provide uh, free or low cost access to stuff that can be kind of hard to you know find money and space for uh or if you haven't decided yet that you want to you know invest in a certain craft or tool it can be that can be cool too to be like hey that's a you know
1: yeah i really like the that idea. I never thought of that as a way to have access because I'm such a gear person. As soon as I have a notion of of wanting to try something, I'm like, <laughs> get all the things, buy all the things, make it rain, right? Like that's totally where I come from. But a lot of the times, that really isn't a practical idea, and so I will give up on a pursuit because of having to purchase a, a large piece of equipment or or there's something in the way space wise but yeah going out and finding that kind of stuff where everyone wants to share their craft or let you borrow or you rent time that's genius um so thank you deborah for pointing that out and i hope that some of our listeners um learn to take advantage of that i mean i think i will yeah and and with some things
0: like with the big quilting machines it could also be something that you don't actually use that often right i mean even if you're fast you're probably not going to need to do the quilting part you know, every day or even every week or possibly even every month. And, you know, that's it's just smart to share stuff. There's actually there's a Swedish app for uh, renting stuff from like regular civilian people who live near you. Uh, I recently rented a, a furniture washing machine like, you know, the, the weird vacuumy water. You think. for some reason, yeah, I was really going to say
1: people rent like um rug shampooers and stuff. So exactly. And those.
0: For some reason, those are really hard to rent here. Uh, And now our couch and this weird ergonomic secondhand kneeling chair that I bought, they're clean. Uh, I don't know if there are apps like that in the US or in different countries, but I bet you could use like next door, I don't know, next door, maybe, but like Facebook neighborhood groups to be like, hey, uh, either does anyone have, you know, a a sewing machine or a a lathe or something, or, hey, I have a lathe. I don't use it all the time. Uh, Let me know if you want to, if you want to try it, you know? That's cool. Yeah. So, Jamie, hi. Hi, Jamie. Hi, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what what do you have in your home that you would you would let people borrow? She has a <laughs> giant easel, but it's always being used, let me tell you. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time. There's no time on Jamie's easel.
0: <laughs> but that actually like uh, that kind of is also like a thing that you wouldn't necessarily think of something that's, you know, big or or hard to find, but you could just like be like, hey, could I just try putting a big piece of poster board on your easel for 15 minutes just to see, like, is this something that I want? Which is better than, you know, buying an easel and then never using it. Maybe you discover that, like, no, I actually, like, painting on on the table better, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, don't don't hesitate to to not ask Jamie specifically, but like, <laughs> uh, you know, ask ask to try people's things. Like my my mother-in-law got to borrow my new sewing machine because she needed a new one and she, a needed to fix some stuff, but also was like you know, what, what do I need? Jay probably hadn't bought a new sewing machine in I don't know, 30 or 40 years. And it's nice to just try it and see like, Hey, do I need all these functions? What's out there? You know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think I need to try Jamie's easel actually. So I might at one point <laughs> be bugging her about that because mine is more rickety than I would like. And she has this big, solid, arty looking one. And I, I'm jealous. And you can,
2: you can, because I I just revealed that I I really like
1: working on the floor. Yeah, you're on the floor. (laughs) half the time I go in, all this stuff's all over the floor.
0: (laughs) And then I put it back on the easel just for safekeeping. And we
1: wonder why the coffee got spilt all over the rug. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes.
0: If you if you do art and expect anything you own to be clean, no. you're oh, a better no. person than I.
1: <laughs> Everything in our studio is not precious. That's the rule. That if uh, if it's out if it's in there, it, it's just expect to get paint on it.
0: I think at any given time, half of the the pants, the trousers that I own are like have weird white splotches or lines along sort of calf height because I will bump into buckets or corners of things in the studio and get glaze and clay on them anyway you you jamie you were on pretty much exactly a year ago actually uh in episode 19 and that that conversation that episode is still one of my favorite episodes and i know a lot of other people also have let us know that they really really appreciated appreciated that discussion and i feel like watching you that a lot has happened in that mm. time and that year not least of course that the two of us got to meet in person which was really really lovely that was uh and you certainly you know turned it back on me and got me to spill all my guts in a restaurant which was also <laughs> really fun oh did I <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah Tiffin and Tiff and Pontus, I think they even said like they were just sitting there like watching us super amused because we just got into it oh I loved that though what what did you feel like right after like both after we had That conversation and then like after it got released and and in the sort of in the weeks following
2: yeah it was intense I after the conversation I I got in my car to go to the studio and I cried um, because I had held back a lot of tears when we talked and um, after I cried I I went to the studio And that was huge for me. Instead of going home and hiding under the covers and, um, you know, feeling weak and vulnerable, I went to the studio and I painted a face that had eluded me for months. It was a really powerful day after I recorded that podcast.
1: Jamie always has the deepest answers for things. <laughs> <It's so laughs> Most people would be like, oh, I felt good. It was exciting. It and was. No, Jamie has like this story that just, I don't know, the air just gets still and we all listen. It and was, it's was true.
2: It's so true though. That, that's, that's how I experienced that day.
1: Well, that's why it's so beautiful because it is true.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, it was a wonderful story, but I think also it's such a phenomenon. I think that it's not until you have to express or explain something to someone else that you suddenly realize, you know, what you think or what you feel or even sometimes just the best way to explain something. And so, you know, sometimes you need someone to, to I was going to say, poke at your bruise to release the blood. That's not actually how bruises work, but you know what I mean? Like you need someone to shake things around a little bit. Did you Did you listen back to it ever?
2: I did. And, and you know, right after we, we talked... It struck me that I'd never really shared and well, first of all, I'd never been interviewed. Um, <laughs> and then I'd I'd never talked in that chronological order. And so it it was eye-opening. I connected some dots. I hadn't quite connected you know, it was yeah, it was it was profound for me. Um and I did I did, I did listen back and I and that was crazy. Yeah, did,
0: did you remember right afterwards what you'd said or were you just in this like
2: It was um so I have a much like you guys get together and talk about creativity and vulnerability. Um I have a very good friend. We've been meeting every week. We call it our creative support group for 3 years now and she taught me this phrase vulnerability hangover.
0: Oh yeah. No. Uh I- yeah.
2: Do you get those I I get them a lot. And I had one after the podcast, and then I had one after I listened to it for a long time. I had to keep listening to it, and, okay, okay, I said that, okay, I said <laughs> Oh, I, I, yep, I went, th- okay, all right. <laughs> um, and then sharing it was amazing. Um, I was out, you know, I felt very, um, well, vulnerable, and, and also proud of myself, and grateful to you guys, and... The feedback I got was incredible. Not I. I mean, I, I got messages from your listeners that were just uh, wonderful. I I spoke to people. You know, I, th- it resonated with them, and um and then to have old teachers reach out, um old friends reach out, it was it was it was amazing. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah. It was, what What kind of stuff did people? say? If you, if you want to share, you don't have to.
2: No, sure. Uh, one thing that really, uh, I remember very clearly is my, so my husband and I went to the same high school, that art high school. We picked one of our teachers to marry us when we got married. Um, someone uh, we- just, art school kids. Yes, <laughs> I know. We were like, will you please get ordained? Because um, we loved him and he had always held us up. And um, through those years, and it was kind of obvious. Who's going to marry us? Oh, Lee Boot. He reached out, and, and we haven't talked in years, honestly, since the wedding. Um, and he really, he responded to the part that when we talked about adulting and when we when we kind of put things aside so we can be parents or be professionals, he, he loved hearing us talk about that. But for for people to reach out. And say that. Hey, Jamie, I really liked hearing you talk about that. That was, I, that I, was nice.
0: Did you think it's, you know, you don't realize, A, that you're an artist and B, that you have something to say. Not you specifically, but you specifically and in general. Like, you don't realize that anyone might want to be interested in, because I think people are more, you know, there's so much talk about, like, people don't care about what you had for breakfast and most people, like, I do believe that not necessarily that everyone has a book inside them, but everyone has a story and you know, you might not want to listen to everyone's story all the time, but I I think it's easy the same way. They're like, well, I'm not really an artist. Nobody wants to see my stuff. It's not good enough. You can also feel maybe like my, my story isn't interesting enough. Why would anyone want to listen? And then you go, Oh, (laughs) okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I did that for well I did that for a long time except for my close friends I would share experiences that I'd had with them and and analyze them with them and um to to say it all out loud and see oh oh that touched someone or oh they know what I was talking about or oh they didn't know that I experienced it like that yeah it's very I it's um thrilling really
1: to to speak Well, and it's like now that you're, now your close friends are all the people on the internet and it's like, it's a wider variety of people. And so there are going to be more people that come out and be like, Hey, me too. Or that, you know, um, really resonates with me or that hit a chord or I understand this. And it's just nice to find people that you feel connected with because just even just walking around a community, you know, if you decide to open up to one person sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, you know, with them understanding. And I just kind of like the idea of a podcast like this, where you can just put those feelings out into the world and the people that are touched by it are going to reach back. Yeah, And that's a a really, really nice feeling. And I've always had that kind of experience with the internet and with podcasts, like very positive like that. If people who don't want to talk about it, they don't say anything. The people who do, they reach out and it's it's really nice, and it's really helpful, and I think it supports um, everyone in this kind of community, especially when you're talking about something as vulnerable and exposing as art. Yes.
2: No, I did connect um, with a few of your listeners that followed me or sent me a message, um, and it's so nice, you know, we like each other's things, or I, I ordered some hand towels um, from Debbie Um, they're beautiful. I want to get some more. Mike Henley. Um, I love his birds and his animals and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. You have a, a a nice web of connections in your audience.
0: The the people who know you, how did they, how did they find it? Like, did you post about it or did, did did. other friends tattle on you?
2: (laughs) No, I, I, I wasn't going to, at first, and Tiffany nudged me a little, like, it's okay, go ahead, you know, um, and I did, and that was, that was, and it was great to see who listened, um, who from my past that I didn't know would listen, you know, that just saw me post about it, um, I, I have a great local community of friends, and they all responded, and, um, and also shared some of their past traumas that threw them off their path. Um, and that only brings you closer. Yeah, I think it, um, I, I actually brought this quote from Brene Brown. She says, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. And I I couldn't agree more. I think um, when you're vulnerable, the, the things that open up, In certain people around you, it just kind of shines a light on the path, the friendships um, that you should nurture.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times you think about vulnerability as, you know, a weakness or a risk. I think a lot of times we're sort of conditioned to think of it that way. You know, you think of the, the different animals who will throw themselves to the ground and show their throat to show that, like, I'm you win i will mm. expose myself but you know i also think of uh, you know a cat will also expose their stomach to show that i trust you mm-hmm. and then you pet them and they claw you but that's, that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> after the worst that's a personality <laughs> quirk <laughs> but like but but you know what i mean and and i feel like it is very much one of the ways that we connect to people and the way that we deepen our bonds to people yeah. is Either when we show something to them that we don't show people, you know, our our soft underbelly or they show something to us. Because, I mean, in a a very sort of brutal transactional way, what they're doing is showing you where their weak spots are uh, and, you know, saying not just that I trust you to, to, you know, understand this and but also maybe, you know, not to tell other people or not to poke at this thing Mm -hmm. uh, or bring it up and like or to remember to adjust to that thing and how they treat you know like you're saying you know I kind of wonder if we don't you know release oxytocin when we share something or when something is shared with us the same way we do if we're hugged or yes and and I think we do and and I think that opening up to those like connections on a sort of broader scale as well so that you You sort of get to trigger oxytocin in the people who just listen, who aren't friends in the room, Mm. but who get to experience that with you and maybe have some thoughts about themselves and to, I don't know, turn on the caring hormones. I really, I don't know if that's true actually biochemically, but I feel like that's a function as well. And not necessarily, I mean, people do connect to and bond with writers and podcasters, but I think also just like... Teaching you to do that in general, like as a listener to be like, oh, right, I can I can listen to other people, you know?
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, and I and I, I do think um, after the podcast, I mean, that was the beginning of a big, courageous time for me and seeing my sensitivity and my vulnerability as a strength and not um, a weakness. I, I think my whole life I felt like, oh, I'm too sensitive like that would I'm too sensitive. That was something I needed to improve. And um now I don't I don't feel that way so much. And painting, yeah. but yeah, painting and speaking about it, it, that helps. It makes me see that it's not I, I haven't failed.
0: No, and with with, you know, being vulnerable or or tender or sensitive, there are pros and cons to it. Like uh con it might hurt when you walk on tender feet but pro you can feel if you step on something sharp and not do that again there you know you so go. yes <laughs> cuz uh you've been you've been working a ton and sharing stuff. i feel like you've posted so much wonderful stuff on on and it's, like i I've, I've been watching you do all this stuff and feeling like and i know it you know it's not like oh i did this but i feel like a proud auntie and i know we're the same age <laughs> That's where i'm fine. Just like <laughs> i'm just like oh I gave her a tiny you. push to it. But Thank but uh because you've been both like finishing stuff and sharing old stuff and painting painting new stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about that process over the year?
2: Yeah. I, I think that the number one thing is to just point out that I'm still painting. Um I didn't quit. That's huge. Just like after we recorded the podcast, I didn't go home and hide under the covers. I went to the studio. And I continued to do that all year, even after um, some things that would normally have made me run away or shut down or close up shop for a little while. I kept going back. So I'm I'm proud of myself this year. And uh, and I faced. um, Yeah, I faced some things that took me to deep, meaningful, uncomfortable places. I think courage is my big word right now. I feel courageous instead of just, um, scared, I'm not scared.
0: I think not just courageous, but bold
1: as well. Bold. Cause again,
0: you've been, you've Ooh, been, that's a big word. <laughs>
1: that's a big word for you. Jamie <laughs> <laughs> Jamie just put that word on and it was like a really big puffy coat and she like couldn't put her arms down,
0: <laughs> I, I sunk. which is good. Cause, cause no, cause it, it really does feel like the, the boldness of, of sharing things online and, You've been you've been showing your art in artsy places like you've been doing all these cool exhibitions and just like taking steps and going, hey, look at this. Or, or maybe I'm, you would probably say it in a much nicer way, like, you know, excuse me, would you like to look at this? I did it. It's rather lovely. Uh, but that that feels, you know, bold in the in the truest sense of the word, not just like courage, because courage, I think, you know, being brave is when you're scared and you do something anyway. and that I'm sure has been the case but also boldness is just like going pushing open the door and going I'm trying to think of a word that's not boom but basically no
2: but see I don't I I thank you for saying that or seeing that but I don't think I have not been doing that the the exhibitions and I know this sounds I'm I don't know how this sounds but I feel like they happened to me. I know I had to do the work. I know I had to make the paintings. I know I had to submit them. It, um, they were juried. It just felt like it. It just, just like meeting Tiffany, getting the studio, moving out of the house into the world, sh- opening up social media, sharing with you guys. The shows were meant to be. I. They just I mean
0: that so but would you would you have said yes to them a year and a week ago?
2: right, no, right, no, that's what that's the cur- that's the courage, the boldness
1: <laughs> was showing up at the opening. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I think I find so strange about painting in that I think it was in the Gerhard Richter documentary that he said something to the effect of painting is so incredibly private. Mm -hmm. and emotional Mm -hmm. for the painter, uh, to express themselves onto a canvas or, or in any way that you're creating something in the physical world, but then that thing is out there and you can't hide it anymore. So to me, Jamie, the way you are like the embracing your, um, sensitivity, but yet you choose to express yourself as a painter And a very large painter, like (laughs) she has very, very large canvases. You might not know from Instagram, but they are, they're very big. (laughs) So it's so, it's so interesting, even though you do use these muted tones and these lighter, more ghostly ethereal colors, uh, and your technique, you're displaying all of these emotions so large and bold and out in the world. Mm. You're not creating anything that's easy to tuck away and hide. It's all out there. I was and just going to say end. like
0: it's I love the contrast of these you know dreamy fairy tale you know almost floaty wispy misty paintings but they they declare that they're there because I think sometimes we think of that you know watercolor uh or soft aesthetic as something I don't want to say like palatable, but it's it's sweeter. It's smaller. It's, you know, smaller portraits. And these just they. Yeah, I've no, never I,
1: seen I, such bright paintings feel so dark. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like the mood it, that it gives me is so it, it, it's so affecting. But yet it's so visually light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It's almost like a memory. Jamie paints like a memory.
0: Have you been calling yourself an artist over the year? I have. <laughs> Out loud? <clears throat> yes. Look at that. <laughs> so um, do you want to tell us a little bit about these um, exhibitions and shows that you've been doing?
2: Well, sure. It, um, they were local, which felt really safe. Again, the community here in our town is just, it's just incredible. And I've had, just in passing these great conversations with people that are part of the arts community on the arts um, Hastings on Hudson arts commission. Um, they do so much and just, things just kept pu- pushing me in the right direction. Um, I would talk to someone and they'd say, Oh, there's a, the, the local gallery, the upstream gallery is going to have its first figurative juried group show. And I'd, be like, oh, well, uh, that's that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should see if they would like to do one of my paintings. And I just submitted it, and one got in, and um, and they the fact that they were doing their first figurative group juried show, right? Am I right? Can it you just, explain what that
1: means for the audience who uh, might not know or sorry. me? Sorry.
2: So wait, know. a little background. <laughs> I I have not had a painting in a show for 20 years that that's very important here I went in and out of painting over the 20 years but I never felt so bold as to say hey consider me um I think that that's this year that's this year of just why not of boldness. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> the year of why not? I like that. That's a good year theme.
2: It's a, it's a year of saying yes to things, showing up to things, not hiding, um, being a little more extroverted, opening up, reaching out, and, and the podcast was the, a huge part of that. Huge. I couldn't I couldn't take it back. I couldn't delete it.
0: <laughs> and and how did it feel to? To show up and you know see. I mean, first, how did it feel when you? I don't know if you get like an email or a phone call or if oh. a, a dove shows up on your doorstep with, uh-huh, with a, a, wi- a white feather. <laughs> how does it work when they go? Yes, you, you're, you're in.
2: So first, let me say, at first, I submitted to this, um, this show called "We're Not in Kansas Anymore," and it was celebrating. Um, the Glenda the Good Witch lived in our town, so they were celebrating the anniversary of the Wizard of Oz. And ever since we moved here, I've said we moved somewhere over the rainbow. Um, I mean, my very close friend here is named Dorothy. She has a little dog. There's so many things. <laughs> and I mean, your
0: your your aesthetic, like we were just talking about, could definitely just like fall entirely under the banner. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore.
2: Well, it, th- that, that, um, I had just, the painting that I was working on when I did the podcast a year ago was somewhere over the rainbow. It was two little girls that live here and, um, they're the bluebirds over the rainbow. They're holding bluebirds. And I, when that show came up, it was just this shot into my heart like, oh, no, 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 no. I I, ha- I have to do that. So it wasn't, it was a divine intervention. <laughs> it just felt like um, I have no choice. Jamie, you have to, you're, meant, you're meant to be here right now doing this, submitting to this show. So I made this whole other painting for it and um, submitted. And they, I didn't hear back when I was supposed to hear back. And so I reached out to my support group and said, I don't think I got in. And that was just awful, and I felt like I wanted to go hide again, and what was I doing, and who did I think I was? And um, It turned out they had mixed up my email address. And I had gotten in, And but they wanted the other painting that I had done of the little girls because they had seen it on social media, and it worked better for the show. And anyway, to... T- to be accepted and was just one of the, especially after thinking I hadn't been, um, it was it was amazing. Um, and so then, it, while I was waiting for that show, that's when I found out about this other little show in town and submitted to that and got into that, and it was just uh, something I had never experienced. I'd never experienced putting myself out there and getting getting picked like that um then going to the openings was uh, that was a high i can't even describe
0: what was the best part seeing it like on a wall in the show or the, the thought or the experience of other people experiencing your art
2: really the best part was having the people i love around me um having i had my um high school very old high school friend surprised me he came with his husband or his fiance and they surprised me and uh he was my college roommate he's been there all along and he just appeared and i floored me i mean i broke down Uh, you know and then the 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 other show i was walking up the stairs and tiff and marco are at the top of the stairs my friend dorothy my sister came up the stairs when i turned totally surprised me Um, For me, it's the community and just having all that support and love and and realizing I'm going in the right
0: direction. Did you feel the next morning like, wait, is nobody going to give me flowers today? No,
2: (laughs) no, because my sister was there. It was wonderful. We woke up and we had, um, you know, brunch and she was there all day. That was that was awesome. So, no, the flowers were being able to go to the farmers' market and peek in at my painting <laughs> that was right next door and and any time a friend came into town, they said they want to go see my painting. It was a town hall it was just it felt so safe and local and sweet and I think that that's what I'd like to continue is that level of just um i just i love the local stuff and the community so
0: but i mean it's it's still real it's not i i I, I don't disagree but that my, my my inner weird personal coach person is like when when you say it was a little show it's a local show yes but it's still a, a real show and you got yes. it Ye- yes
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> listen to that boldness in her voice <laughs> just <laughs> echoing through the room
2: <laughs> it just you know and sometimes when it and maybe you you must experience this with you know when you when you do your sh- the shows and you bring your pottery, I some just feel like they're meant to be. I feel like a lot, right? I'm asking. That was a question, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you know ideas just come to me, and sometimes some will come up and just you see them sort of laser aim for one thing, and they just like this is this is it, this is the one. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like that sometimes when I'm when I'm writing interviews or you know writing articles, uh, both because it's amazing to get to share other people with other people I guess and then sometimes they teach me something about you know I think I said this in the in the last episode where I talked about myself uh, a lot <laughs> that you know sometimes they've taught me things or made me think about things differently and they've you know, they've just happened, even though obviously someone decided that they wanted that article and then I did it and, and wrote it. But just like, oh, right. This is this is a thing.
2: Yeah. I'm And when you're on the right path, um, I don't know, I find more pop more pops up more sh- more reveals itself. And then you go you follow that. You just
0: keep- I mean, the, the, f- the first time you're vulnerable in that way is the scariest. Like, at yeah. this point, I can handle most rejections they'll still also be like oh shoot i didn't get that thing but you know once you hit like 500 <laughs> you're good um, but the first t- the first time you apply you're it's gonna be super scary yeah. because you really really want it and you've really psyched yourself up to first admit that you want it and then go after it yes and yes. you don't know what rejection is going to feel like if it comes. And you don't know if you'll have the guts to try again if you don't get it, and and you're also probably terrified if you do get it because then you have to actually do it. Which do is it. <laughs>
2: also no, it was it was it was terrifying. And and then in in those weeks where I I opened up and revealed how scared I was, um, I, I have friends that are actors. They were talking to me about rejection in that field. Um, my friend Dorothy is a writer she's talking about that you know and i i i think she's one of the most incredible writers i think they're incredible actors and so to hear them to have them open up and share yeah well you're not, it's not always right it's not always right for the person choosing it's not always right and you can't take it too personally you have to get back up and keep going and they had they were a wealth of knowledge and and it and it made me feel like it was going to be okay either way they had, they were, you know, a community is so important. Having a support of anybody, your parents, spouse, friends, um, all of the internet, all of the internet, (laughs) which was new to me. Um, that was great. Yeah, it's good. It's important.
0: Tiff, what's it been like for, for you to watch this, you know, up close over the past year?
1: Um, it's getting crowded. <laughs> no, like the studio, <laughs> the, uh, there's a lot She's of canvases are out. showing up. No, I'm definitely not. I like it. It looks way more arty now. We look art <laughs> as hell. Well, like Let me tell you, it's all the way down. Um,
2: yeah, tips really busy. She's coming in and out with all kinds of new stuff. It's
1: oh, I just have a dumping ground at this point because I'm in and out <laughs> from classes and it happens to be across from the train station. So I'm like, oh good. I don't have to carry all my stuff up the hill, <laughs> just like dump it all. But no, it's, um, it's been great. Like, seeing the amount of work that Jamie is producing and like a lot of the stuff that she is kind of both physically and metaphorically bringing out of storage and kind of into the world and into the studio and letting that be there is just awesome. I love sharing the space with her. She always makes it better somehow. The other day she cleaned the sink and then I dirtied (laughs) it right back up, but she did. And I noticed, I noticed you clean the sink and I was like, oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, She takes care of all of our plants for all the extra things. It's not just art related, but really it has been, it's been wonderful to always have someone there, whether she's in the space or not, she's there. And it makes it not a lonely place to be even when you're alone there. And I just, I really cherish that. And I need her to know that. And she's like trying not to look at me because she's going to cry, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And I've, I've loved having her there, even though she constantly is worried about not contributing, which I think is BS. Cause she did just order curtains also, in addition to cleaning the sink. Uh, <laughs> and it is, it's been inspiring. Um, and I also feel really honored that she's comfortable having me there because I know that that was a big thing for her to have someone kind of see her working. Um, and even listening to the music that she's listening to while getting emotional and working, like having another person there is a big step for her. And I feel really honored that I'm that person and that she's comfortable enough with me to have me there. And, uh, and I think we work really well together and I don't see it changing anytime soon, (laughs) And I hope it doesn't because it makes me really happy that she's there.
0: That's that's really lovely, and because you guys are soon coming up on two years in the studio, right?
1: Uh, I got to look at my lease. Yeah, two right? or three. This will be the third year. This will be the third year. Yeah, yeah. In February, it will be th- year three.
0: Yeah, because I think we'll get back to that and talking about it. But I think I mean that's a that's a not insignificant amount of time to both do the studio thing and to I guess put up with each other.
2: It it's really not hard. To, ha- to be with Tiff. I don't have to put up with her. And, <laughs> and, you know, we go through these periods of time where she's, she's around and we're very much around each other and then she's away. And, and right now she's so involved in learning, which is also really exciting for me to see the exercises she's doing in the classes. And it brings back, it brings it all back for me. um, and And to see the growth that she's, that she's going through
0: yeah I don't don't know if I've said it out loud or other than weird emoji comments on your stories Tiff but I'm loving watching like getting to experience art school through you
1: oh thanks (laughs) I, I really like sharing it it makes me feel really good I asked like a few weeks ago on social media you know does anyone actually want to see this and I got a resounding yes except for maybe some like two Russian bots or something that didn't want me to (laughs) share but like
2: (laughs) again uh, people like to see growth people like to see the path and um
1: yeah, I think it's good for everyone to see when things don't look great. I should post the picture of the terrible portrait I did <laughs> compared to terrible. the new one that is so much better. No, no, no. Compare, compared to right. the two of them. But I
0: mean, like, even even if it's <laughs> even if it's not watching, you know, progress or or improvement, it's just fun to see art. Like the other mm-hmm. day, I forget how it came up, but Ponce and I were just like waking up and making weird jokes, and the phrase hobo potato came up, and I was like. <laughs> No, wait, we, I don't think we were waking up. We were falling asleep because I asked him if I could borrow his uh, his his iPad to draw it because mine was in another room. And I was like, can I borrow it quickly? And I was like, but I want to read my thing. Can you draw it quickly? And I was like, yes, yes, give it to me. And I drew a hobo potato with like a, you know, a satchel and handkerchief thing. And that was it. And I posted it and I got so many comments. on it. Like <laughs> I just posted it in my stories and people really liked just my silly quickly drawn hobo potato people like
1: seeing things you know they do. it yes. turns out people love seeing stuff
2: and you're really weird you're really skilled
1: you are you're very expressive and I, I that's in one my thing potatoes that, it sounds to me like line drawings you yeah. know being able to find expression in those I'm I work on that a lot and it seems like you just kind of bleh, she, there it is she's got it yeah I know I still have that drawing of the um, aviation cocktail that you made it's in oh. <laughs> my kitchen. It's so cute. It's just a martini glass and half a martini glass, half airplane, and I absolutely love it.
0: <laughs> uh, it was actually really funny. One of the prompts that I got uh, last week on We Draw. Hey, it's Wednesday. Why didn't I it think about that? I have to post uh, of last week's We Draw Wednesday was uh, somebody said .dot tiff as drawn by .dot jewel, <laughs> and I swear I felt so wrong drawing it because I was <laughs> I like, loved it. "Oh, it felt I'm so
1: right." <laughs> I'm. You know, I am imposing on hallowed ground here. <laughs> oh, I absolutely loved it. I love it. She's viral. Not really, she, but she's we'll a, say that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think talking about it and, and showing it? I mean, I'm assuming that like your painting, you, you know, it, it, your work changes over time and your thoughts change over time. But do you think that sharing it in this way and thinking about your art and yourself differently has has changed painting for you? Over the past year, um,
2: that's such a good question. It's a very good question. It hasn't changed the painting, the act of painting, the way I paint. It's changed how seriously I take it. Now I, I'm I'm thinking of it more as just I can't I can't not do this. I can't stop again.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about when you were talk, talking earlier that. Tiff has talked about how you have told her that you know art, art becomes therapy and something that you need and it sounds like very much that you forgot to take that in for yourself maybe
2: for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, you know, I still put I still put my family and my kids and you know my responsibilities in that that realm um I put that first but then painting has very much become yeah, I can't go a week without painting. I can't go a few days sometimes. It's... it's I mean, peanut butter
0: jelly sandwiches and some Febreze, and you're good.
1: <laughs> I, That's how minute, you take care of all of life. Like, yeah, me too. I was like, oh, actually, I get that.
2: <laughs> um, no, no, I'm really involved with the kids. and um, But yeah, but I can't make a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich without
1: painting. So... <laughs> It goes uh, uh, hand in hand. Your, your paint I paint isn't say, lead based, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I haven't seen her paint with her blood yet. <laughs> no. It's too dark. It's Not too yet. it's too saturated. <laughs> she wouldn't care for that at all. Um I do want to say, Jamie, that this isn't on the question sheet that you've been privy to. Oh, so no. oh no, you're oh, gonna no. be surprised. No, but like similar to the question that Julia just asked, I see you both painting for yourself and y- your cathartic emotions. Mm-hmm. Um is that the yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um And as therapy, and also you're taking on commissions, uh, stuff that's outside of you. Yes. And I know that you've spent a lot of time and like a lot of your painting is about what comes from inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I know that you put those feelings and emotions and and that weight onto anything you do, (laughs) but have you felt a difference um, with coming coming to face commissions that like you can't spend Two years painting, right? A commission.
2: No, that's great, great. I'm glad you you said that because that's that's what I'm. Those are the things I'm integrating into the daily work. I'm trying to balance. I have a tendency to get uh, to lose myself in my paintings, um, which is which is why I love the studio. It's a safe place to get lost, and then to also lock the door and say, okay, I'll be back, (laughs) everything's okay, I'm coming back, we're gonna keep working on this. Um, And then I go home and I focus on the kids and I focus on the life we're making at home. And the commissions are a wonderful way to balance that too. I can come in if I'm feeling too vulnerable and I don't wanna go uh, into my own personal stuff. I say, hey, to the little girl in the corner and I say let's you know find some flowers for you today um it's
0: a great balance um so so what I'm hearing is that Jamie's now a professional working paid artist
2: oh is that what you heard
0: (laughs) (laughs) commissions mean you're professional Uh uh-huh you're being paid Uh uh-huh no uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no but that's and i mean that's that's really cool and i mean also i'm i'm guessing that it's still very like that, that people who want you to do stuff like they still very much want your things like these aren't you know technical illustrations they're no and you that st- you still get to you know play with your style but within some like framework or uh specifications
2: yeah and sometimes I wonder if they regret asking me because I I do want to go deep (laughs) I want to know about their ancestors I want to know about a lot um and so I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to streamline that a little but I love I can't so another reason I think I paint big is I want to be face to face with the the person the soul the the thing that I'm trying to convey. Um, I love bringing these children to life on the canvas and have and 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 get to know their past and their family and their the things they love, the colors they love. And I I I guess painting big. It's funny. Someone I'm doing a commission for someone right now that that suggested my paintings are almost religious. <laughs> Not really in a, in. You know the sense, the subject, or anything, but the way that I paint.
0: I mean, there's, there's, I can see that, like a sort of a spirituality, or maybe even a, a reverence, like mm-hmm. that, to, 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 to a reverence for, for the moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, the, the, you know, the old masters, the religious paintings, um, they're really, they're convey, they're, they're com- trying to convey emotion. All over the place. So, I, I when as soon as he said that, I got a chill, you know, and I I knew what he was talking about. I'm the next show that I'm in. Um, uh, just this sweet show at, at a library where they're they're taking poets and they're pairing them with artists and they're having the artists make a piece about interpret the poem and um, and again I thought. Oh come on, I, the, I yes, I okay, can I do this? Um, and uh, the year of Why not, the year of Why Not? The poem I got was, I mean, I was dumbfounded. I I had been working on another painting and started this, this kind of a series of paintings I want to do, and I had put it away. I thought, okay, I'm going to focus on this other commission, and, uh, and then the, and then I was assigned this poem, and it was very clear that I had to pull that painting back out and keep working on it. The poem gave me permission, and I asked my friend, who's a writer, well, am, you know is that, is that kind of like cheating on the poet because I'm working on this other painting, who, which also happens to be about a poet, and she very clearly said to me, we're all the same poet. And I, I, I mean, I stopped in my tracks and soaked in what she had said. I mean, we're all the same artists. We're all the same poet. We're all, the, something's coming through us, but it's a universal thing. And that's that's powerful stuff. Um, and I agree. So that's that that feeling of everything's connected and when it's the right thing to do, or it's the right, to, you, I stopped second guessing myself so much and just let it kind of flow and let it come through me.
0: Yeah, I I think that a parallel to why not is kind of you know what's the worst that can happen, mm-hmm. uh, and when you stop second guessing yourself and you stop, the, you know, uh, catastrophizing and over planning, you are probably more likely to and I I speak very much for myself here (laughs) um it is you you do start doing stuff and Mm -hmm. when you really do literally like what's the worst that can happen uh they don't like it like they say no like and and yes that's going to be painful and it's going to be hard but that's it's not a disaster they're not going to be like this is so ugly that you need to give me your house
2: (laughs) (laughs) your firstborn child yeah
0: (laughs) you know like they'll they'll say no or they'll say you know can you make it more square can you make it purple whatever
2: yeah and see and in those cases sometimes maybe it wasn't the
0: right you know i don't know or or you do make it bluer and you realize that they were right you know like it's Mm -hmm. but yeah like it's very much like what's the worst that can happen sometimes how hard can it be like these are very hard concepts for achievers like us because the worst that can happen is that they don't like it and then the world will collapse uh (laughs) you don't get a gold star how would that work um
2: but see that's something i'm finding when you do put yourself out there you find you the ones that are going to respond respond and you know like we said in the beginning it you find your 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 people, you're that are thinking in the same way, or seeing. When I had that the first show in town, I had you know a few people come up to me and talk about the technical, which well, you know, I I don't know, that's okay, I can talk about it. I I mean, I I can talk about what paints I use and all that. But then I had a woman come up to me and just stand next to me, and say, "Look at how she's looking at us." I mean that that's what I'm. That's what I love. She came face to face. She, she completely got it. She, and she barely had to say a thing. And that's just, when you get that kind, from a total stranger, someone that responds. Who picks up on
0: the same thing maybe that you.
2: That I just, that, yeah, that I don't know. I don't, I don't have an agenda for the, you know, for putting it out there. It's just to have someone respond that way. Uh, emotionally or just just even you know and it's not like it was everyone at that show but
0: there's a satisfaction in that
2: yeah even if it's just one person Mm -hmm.
0: you did that you gave a person a feeling yes
2: I think that's a great responsibility too um my my husband (laughs) my husband suggested that my paintings can be a little confrontational and 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 that was interesting because I I think of them as soft and quiet of course they're confrontational they're conveying a feeling and that that's not always easy for people people that don't have access to their their feelings so readily it can take you off it can catch you off guard
0: but also that 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 frank the frank gaze in some of your paintings does feel confrontational it's it it's, you know, you joke about a painting looking into your soul, but, you know, direct eye contact can be mm-hmm. kind of demanding, can be, you know, that they, they ask something of you as well.
2: And I, and I, I, I really listened when he said that, because I, I think for me, that was something I, I was craving, eye contact with people, emotion, you know, I, that's something I, I love. So To have, you know, to have someone kind of show me the other side of it.
0: Did, I mean, your, your husband has been alongside you for most of the story that you told us. Did, did, did he listen to the episode? What did he think?
2: Oh, he was so proud of me, um, which, and, and that's, that's what he's been all along. I couldn't have a better support by my side. He, he pushes me. He applauds me. he. You know, I, I'll send him a photo of progress and he'll use exclamation points and <laughs> his response. And um, yeah, he's, he's really encouraging. And also pushes me into places I don't know if I'm ready to go. He, he's the one, he's the reason I'm facing this series that I've, that I've started. He suggested that, that I needed to go back and look at something that happened in my life and pull it out. I'm so glad he did. So
0: he's really tuned in. So we'll we'll talk about that series in a year then, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any sort of uh, plans or to-do lists for
2: 2020? Um, so I have a list of things to face in my paintings. I don't know how long that'll take. I hope it takes my whole lifetime. Um, this year, I just...
0: I just hope to keep showing up. Cuz I you know I like that you you are thinking sort of more broadly. But do you have like do you want to do a bigger show or do you want to have one of your things published in a big like do you have like a, a a dream something you'd love to check off over over the year?
2: Yeah, actually now now that I am working on a series, I can see a solo show. I could see I can visualize it
0: in a in a safe space with all of my (laughs) friends um I just had to stop myself from clapping excitedly because that sounds horrible on a podcast but yay
2: but for a long time I didn't see that I didn't see how I could fill a whole space now I've got all these paintings kind of a backlog of paintings flooding out trying to get out um I see that I don't know if it's this year I'd love for it to happen. Really, this year, my goal is to just keep showing up, make the paintings, honor the ghosts,
1: get it out. Now that we're all crying, um, we will... uh, You can go... (laughs) Find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do and we're make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Jamie on Instagram as Jamie K McKenzie on Instagram. You can find us individually at Tiffany Arman and at Julia Scott S K O T T. Uh, We're all over the place, Instagram and the Twitters and uh, we'll be back in a fortnight and we need to say thank you to Jamie for coming back out and talking with us, making us weep a little bit and making us, Think deeply about things because everyone needs a Jamie. Oh, they do. Oh, thanks. guys. (laughs) And I'm lucky. I get to have her in my studio (laughs) and you get to have her in your ears. Uh, So we will be back in a fortnight. And until then go make and do. Do you have a pen? Do you need a pen? I need a pen. I have a lot of. Oh, pens. who
2: am I? Look who I'm asking. Look who I, have what a kind pen of pen you <laughs> want? <laughs> this one. Oh, oh, what is that?
1: I, that I don't know. Oh, the squire. It's mysterious. Studio, uh, 1, is it? oh, squire, isn't it? No. Oh, squire is the other one. Uh, no, the studio neat the um. Mark one. Mark one. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It's ceramic. It's you should too like that. smooth. I can't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, great. Now the male's going to come and the dog's going to bark. <laughs> oh my God, everything's happening.